Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie, and today I have Beverly Shoemaker on the podcast. She's an inspirational speaker, and she has an incredible story of loss and how she's clung to Jesus in the midst of it. It's definitely more intense, so if you're a mama, pop in those earbuds, but you are definitely going to be so inspired. Enjoy, friends. Welcome to the podcast, Beverly. Hi. Glad to be here. (laughs) Thanks for being here. I know that your story is going to inspire the listeners and encourage them and give them hope for whatever circumstance they may be facing in their life right now. And I would love for you to just start by introducing yourself and sharing about your family and what this season of life looks like for you. Um, Yes, my name is Beverly Shoemaker, and um, I am a mom of a son who is a Special Forces soldier with um, 13 deployments, six of those combat. I have three beautiful grandsons, ages 14, 10, and 7. And my son is married to a wonderful woman who has stayed the course throughout the marriage. What with all of um, the deployments, being a military wife is not easy. And she's been a wonderful mother to my grandchildren. And I have a wonderful husband who stepped into my life in the midst of my pain. And he's been my rock. He's a godly man. And he's been there for me. And he encourages me. And he's the one that's behind me, pushing me out to um, do what it is that I do. Yes. And so let's just jump right in. Um, So you have a pretty incredible story. Um, Just how... A devastating circumstance, two devastating circumstances in your life um, have pushed you toward God instead of away from him. And you have a lot of hope to share with us. And that must have taken time to get there. Um, And so can you share your story about your husband and your son and encourage our listeners why they should cling to that hope, that peace that passes all understanding um, amidst some really devastating losses you've experienced. Right. Well, um, in 2004, my youngest son, Nick, was killed in a drunk driving crash. He was 19 years old and, um, of course, totally caught me. You know, you, you, as a parent, you, that's the phone call you never want to get. And, and, I, and I got the phone call. And this just actually two weeks after my older son had come home from um, his second deployment into the war zone. Um, so just thinking that as I prayed him home safely, um, that, you know, I was able to have some peace, then I was totally, um, blindsided when I received that phone call three years after I lost my son then um, came home to find that my husband had chosen to end his life by suicide and threw me right back down into the pit of, uh, darkness and grief is what I, it's the only way I can explain it. Mm -hmm. And, um, like you said, it did, it did, um, push me toward God. And, and one of the reasons is that, um, I, I had some pretty incredible people that came into my life that helped point me in that direction. I was that girl that was attending church, you know, went to church I thought everything was good, but I realize now that, you know, I didn't really know who Jesus was. I didn't really know that intimate personal relationship and have him in my heart as I do today. So um, I had to navigate that, though. You know, I mean, I had to come home and 
when I was trying to pick the pieces up and, and I had to just start digging into the word and saturating myself with everything about him, because I'll be honest with you, I didn't want to keep living after all that. Yeah, that, that is so heavy and I'm so sorry for your loss. And I can only imagine just the depth of the grief and everything you've gone through. Um, and it's not, you know, I'm sure it's not like life goes on as usual. And I, I could just only imagine. And I am so amazed that you grew closer to Jesus through this and develop this intimate relationship with him because as Christians, that's what we're asked to do is to grow in relationship with him and not just read the words of the Bible, but actually, like you said, seep yourself in them. And, you know, what are some of those Bible verses that you've clung, clung to, like really had them in your heart on those really hard days? You know, um, Rome, uh, Romans 8.28, you know, and we all, that's a pretty, you know, we all are, a lot of us are familiar with that, that, you know, and we know that all things work together uh, for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. And that for me was actually the, the verse that, um, that one of the, that mother gave me. And, she, you know, at the time it didn't, it didn't, you know, really seep in, but it was like, you know, I know, you know, I've come to know that, you know what, I know that God was going to take what happened to me because God is not responsible for the bad things that happen. I've met so many people that will always go, the first immediate response is, well, wh well, why did God do this? Yeah. You know, everybody always wants to blame God when we know that, you know, he, he's not the author. He's not the one that comes to steal, kill and destroy. You know, we have an enemy, Satan that does that. Um, so he always takes these tragic things. And if we turn to him, you know, he will, he will use them somehow for his kingdom. And I, and I, I know if you're fresh in grief, you know, you're probably sitting there going, what, is, what is she talking about? But it, but at that time I, you know, I had that, I had Psalms 56, eight, you keep track of all my sorrows. You've collected all my tears in your bottle. You've recorded each one in your book. And so that told me that, you know, every single tear that I cried over my loved ones, God, every single tear was important to him. He loves me that much that he collected all my tears and he recorded each and every one of them. Wow, that's so powerful. Thank you for sharing those verses. And I'm wondering if you could share a little bit about how God has used these tragedies for his purpose to build up his kingdom. So you know, what did that look like for you in your life? And maybe someone listening is sitting with that grief and not quite, quite sure, like, wait, there's a purpose, there's a greater plan. I don't believe that. Um, so could you share a little bit about how you, you use that tragedy that, that happened to really further God's kingdom and lean into what purpose he, he had for you? Um, well, you know what? It, I have, I have been placed in a place that I never, ever thought that I would <clears throat> operate in. And that's speaking, <laughs> public mm -hmm. speaking. 
And so, mm -hmm. you know what, God put me in the presence. It's a divine appointment with, you know, a, um, an evangelist who had a, had a branch and a program where he worked with our soldiers, military coming back with PTSD. And so I actually, he, I was invited to go through the program, showed up there. I am sitting, even though I'm a military mom in the midst of these, you know, guys and girls that in their uniforms. And, and I go through this week, you know, with this program. And at the end of the week, they said, okay, on Friday, you're going to get up and you're going to share your story. And I looked at him and I said, Hey, I'm going home. Uh, uh, not this mm -hmm. girl. You know? mm -hmm. And so in that it started the path of where I started sharing my story and going back and sharing and actually saved lives of some of the, some of our military that were at, you know, suicidal, that were right on that path. I mean, I had one young guy that came to me and said, I had it all planned out, but I didn't wow. know what it would do to my wife, my mother, my kids. And so I am, I speak regularly on military bases in churches, um, in schools, you know, I, yeah, I speak on consequent choices and consequences for these young kids that are driving impaired. And, and mm -hmm. we have suicide in our youth is just growing at an alarming rate too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, how do you, in your, in your public speaking, how do you then tie in your, um, your story, your loss to then, you know, helping people kind of be pointed to Jesus and, and where does that hope come from? Like, how, how do you explain that to people? I'm wondering, and, and maybe because someone listening needs to hear that message of hope right now, um, whatever they're going through in their life, they need to cling to that hope and that peace that doesn't make sense. And it can only come from God. And how have you done that practically in your life? Well, and, you know, I'll start out with saying this, what is the alternative? You know, so yeah. we're, we're sitting here in the here and in the here and now. And, and when I look out, the world lacks hope. And I just see people clamoring to fill their lives with stuff, you know, thinking it's going to fill the void, the hurt. But, you know, we have abuse, addiction, illness, broken relationships. Um, people are self-medicating through drugs and alcohol to numb their pain. And for me, I just, you know, I stand up there and I say, I was, I was at the crossroads when I was in the, you know, right in the darkest, dark of the times. And I could have chosen that path very easily. I could have chosen the same path my husband did, but I didn't, you know what? I, I just found that when I surrendered my heart to Jesus, that he was always with me. And did I have bad days? Oh, you betcha. There were days I couldn't get out of bed. I was in a fetal position. But even when my circumstances didn't seem like they would ever get better, I always found the strength to get up and go on. And for me, I stand there and I say, how, how can you look at me standing here? And I'm telling you all this that I've gone through, but I'm telling you what brought me through it. You know, you, th there's no debate, you know, that really there's no debate in it because I'm standing here and I'm saying, Hey, I'm not, I don't take drugs. I don't drink. I don't, you know, I'm not in that place. And, um, you know, I really think people just need to know that Jesus came to bring us that hope and that through him we have life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe someone listening says, okay, I want that hope. How can I find it? What can I do? Um, you know, where do I go? Like, where, 
where would you point someone who is saying, I want to find that hope, but I feel so lost. I feel so broken. I just am immersed in my grief right now. What do I do? You know, and I can only, I can only share from my side, you know, because we all, you know what, we all have things that happen to us. We all have bad things that um, we're walking through. And I can only say the commonality and the ones who move forward and learn to live again was having a strong faith. And, um, you know, we have to do it ourselves. We have to do, we have to do the work ourselves. And for me, it was like, like I said, I dug into the word. I just read it. It became alive for me. I immersed myself in praise and worship music. I watched, you know, many of the, some of the Christian shows and I would just journal. I would write and journal and I would keep track of everything that, you know, when God showed up for me or when I was having pain and I would just cry out to him and I would say, you know, in, in Psalms 130 and one and two, it says from the depths of despair, Oh Lord, I call for your help. Hear my cry. Oh Lord, please pay attention to my prayers. You know, for me, that was it. I was just, I, I was on a path of, I have to find you because somebody promised me that you would show up. Somebody promised me that you would bring me through this and I have to believe it. And, mm -hmm. you know, there was a day where I can, now I can look back and I can say, yeah, he showed up. He showed up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And can you share where you are now? You know, what, what life looks like your speaker, um, you know, you're here to encourage people and remind them that there is hope no matter how awful things feel in the moment, there's hope on the other side. So can you share a little bit about what your life looks like now that you've, um, you know, developed this intimate relationship with Jesus and, and have come out the other side? Well, you know, I know I'm not alone <laughs> with that, without a doubt. And I'm loved and, um, Romans 8, 28 has come alive for me because I have a purpose. One of the things that I found in people that have lost their hope is that they, they no longer have a purpose in life and they feel so lost. So, um, I'm grateful. I found the courage to live with purpose and that's kind of the tagline on my website, but you know, I've, I've, I've found that my failures are not greater than God's power was to transform me. He healed me and I know he was with me. He was my anchor in the storms. And, you know, if we want to survive the storm, we have to cling to him. Um, I did have to grieve. I did have to go into the pit, but I also realized I didn't want to unpack my bags and stay there. And mm -hmm. I didn't want to, I didn't want to live in that place. I didn't want to live in that pain. And I've met so many people that it's a choice. And so here I am now, God is using me in a mighty great way. Um, I've spoken to thousands of people, um, shared my story with thousands of people and, uh, the lives that are touched. I've, you know, when I get my greatest reward, I'm sure it will be when I get to heaven, but you know, when <laughs> someone comes up to me, whether it might be a high school child or, or a military guy, or, you know, maybe it's a mom that just comes up and is just weeping and saying, you know, because they listened to, to the words that the Holy Spirit spoke through me, that they were touched and their hearts were impacted and they, and they, they realized I have hope. You, you know what? I see it. I see it. And I can start on that journey. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and isn't it the best feeling to know you're being used by God for his purpose? Oh, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. And I and one of my one of the things in my heart is I want to be able to help others find the same thing that I've found that, you know, um, especially with moms that have lost children, that one of the one of the greatest things for us is that, you know, we never want our child to be forgotten. We want our child's footprints on this earth to have mattered. And a lot of times people will do this in an unhealthy way where, you know, here I am out here now. And, and like I said, I've you know, spoken to so many people and my son's legacy is still living on through my messaging. So, mm-hmm. you know, not only, not only is God using me and healed my heart, but there's also a legacy in, in what I, you know, what I lost. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is so powerful, Beverly. I'm just like in awe of you and just so inspired by your message of hope. And I know that everybody listening, listening is, is inspired as well. And just really taking a deeper look at themselves. Like how close am I to Jesus? Um, am I reading his word? Am I steeping myself in his word and cultivating that deep personal intimate relationship with him? Um, I think you've given us a lot to think about and I'm so grateful for you. And I, I love your message of hope. I mean, it's just so needed in our world. Um, we need hope. We need to cling to hope. We need to cling to Jesus. And so I know people are going to want to connect with you more after this call. And how can people do that? How can people find you? Well, my website is beverlyshoemaker.com. I have a Facebook page that's called Treasured Tears. And in I also have a private community group that I, that um, for those that have lost someone and they're struggling in that, struggling in their grief, that, you know, we try to, as a community, lift each other up and provide prayer and just whatever is needed within that group. Fabulous. Thank you, Beverly. And I will link everything in the show notes. And is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners as we close here, maybe a prayer or something you'd like to speak over them. I would. And and, and the scripture is, you know, the main one that I wanted to say. And and this is one thing I do want to say that, you know, it it looks like coming from me, you know, I'm standing here from a different place. And, you know, a lot of times, and I remember being in this is, you know, we can pray and we can ask God, you know, when I, like when my son lived for five days with a massive head injury after the crash and we prayed for his healing, but, you know, ultimately that's not the answer. So I, you know, here's mine. What if we don't get the answer? Does that change who God is for you? You know, what happened was not right. You know, what happened with my husband was not right, but ultimately I want people to know that in that God is still good. And in Romans 15, 3, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's my prayer for everyone that's listening today, that when you turn to him, when you don't get that answer and you, you question, is God really good, that you turn and you trust him so that you can understand what it means to overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Thank you, Beverly. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And um, I, I so appreciate it. And I just, you know, pray that lives will be touched through this once again. Thank you, Beverly. You're welcome.